This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Are we live? We're recording. All right. Um, so first off, um, you got me and Tim here today. Reason why you got me and Tim and no Brian is because uh, Brian is now a father of two. Shout out to Hazel Bowie Petrie and the whole Petrie family. They uh, just welcomed a beautiful little girl into the world. So shout outs to them. Shout out. Our boy Brian. Proud of you, brother. Congratulations. And we got the newest member of the MMA Takes podcast, Hazel. Welcome to the club. Hopefully you pick better than your daddy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. Um, Hopefully Brian is able to um, add the uh, intro music because it's fucking good. Um, But if not, you're just going to have to, you know, go into it with my voice, which is not as good as the intro music. It's very sensual, though. That's for sure. Is it? Yeah. You're a sensual motherfucker. Damn. That's good to hear. I just wish more women told me that, but I'll take it from you. Hey, man, it's all good. <laughs> just do want to point out one thing. I don't know if this is going to be on video or um, how we're going to be doing it, but that is a title on my shoulder. I am still the champ. I know Brian shouted me out in his last podcast, but just let everybody know that the champ is indeed still here. Are you going to vacate like John Jones to another podcast, or are you sticking around here? I'm sticking around, bro. I got a, I got a worthy, like, eight seed right in front of me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he, dude, he went off on Twitter the other day. I don't know if you saw that, but he's just, like, between him and DC, they, he, John Jones, I mean, we can make a whole podcast with his tweets at this point. It's, yeah, it's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, I mean, and the thing is, like, was he much of a Twitter guy, like, 10 years ago? no i don't think so either like when did the like he was always like a you know well first he kind of started off as a good little christian boy and then he kind of morphed into the badass but i don't think he was being a twitter badass like back when he was you know fucking bitches doing cocaine and hitting pregnant bitches so um this is kind of like new to me with him and it's like okay i mean i like it because i love bad boy jones but you know it's not it's it's weird seeing him on twitter being this like that guy Sometimes he has, sometimes his shit talking is great, and sometimes it's absolutely cringeworthy. And I think it's just because he does so fucking much of it. Yeah. Like some of the times he nails it, some of the times he fucking shits the bed. You know I love John Jones, but he didn't he didn't nail this one with DC. Like I mean I get it. Like what he said was like it made sense, but like it's just okay the crime meme. Like come on, bro, we've seen that like fifty billion times. And the Khabib shit too. Like bro, his dad just died. Let the man let let him have his day. Nah, I couldn't agree with him more on that. <laughs> if you're the goat, you're the goat. There ain't no other goats. There ain't no second goat. There's one goat, and he—he's just, you know, he's taking pride in his his goat status. He's but, inserting himself. Yeah, that, that's another that's another discussion for another day. Yeah, so let's kick this shit off. Um, we got a uh, we got Lewis Kosey from the Kosey brothers. These guys, if you watch Contender series, Tim, um, you might know who the fuck this guy is. Um. His brother, Orion, was on this card as well. So we almost had a, a brother, two brothers, and two sisters on this same card, which might have been a fucking first. Yeah. Um, 
but he dropped off. Um, so we got Lewis Koshi versus Sasha. Um, oh my god. Come on, you got it. Latnikov, and I'm usually good with the names. Wow, um, that's not bad, Dev. That's not bad. Yeah, so um, I'll start it off here. Um, Lewis Koshi's got seven wins, seven first-round finishes. Um, his He hasn't really fought a lot of good talent. Um, he's a welterweight. He's not the biggest welterweight, but he's got big power, apparently. He's got seven first-round finishes. Um, it's There's not a lot to go by. Because he's just so powerful and so violent. Um, Sasha, on the other hand, he's got a his record is a five wins, two losses. He's he's all over the place. He fights out of Hong Kong and he also fights out of Vegas. Um, he went to college in like Buffalo, but he's now fighting out of Hong Kong by way of Las Vegas. Um, and he he looks pretty good. He's he's got some good grappling. Um, but I've noticed in his fights, especially he's he's got two losses. His two losses are by knockout. And when you got a guy that's got seven knockouts in the first round, and another guy that has the same seven fight record, two of his losses are by knockout. I think those are both in the first round. Um, I'm gonna go with Kosi. I think Kosi is going to probably get another first or second round knockout. What what were the odds on this? All right, I didn't give you the odds. Sorry, the odds. Um. Kosi's a big favorite. I have him at minus 470. Sasha's plus 375. I mean, you could there Sasha could be a good underdog play with our point system. Um, the point system's gonna get revamped after this year's over. But um, as of now, you get three points for him, so he'd be a good underdog play. But Kosi Kosi's just good. He's got big power. Um it's a fucking chalky play. I don't like the number because Kosi hasn't really fought anybody, but he is the favorite for this fight. Um He's at minus 470. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go with Kosi as well. I think um, in a lot of fights like these, like they kind of use this first fight to showcase um, guys like Kosi, um, you know, so they can then use them later on in a, in a on a higher prelim. Um, but I, I'll be honest with you, dude. The prelim, the, the opening fights of these cards have not been nice to me. Um, I was feeling very nervous about Domtail Mays last week. Feeling very nervous, and he ended up fucking me because I, I picked him as my mortal lock and as my send him home, and um, you know he certainly didn't even come close to sending him home. But um, let's hope let's hope Kosi uh, can send this can send this guy home. I haven't decided if he's gonna be my send him home yet, but I'm gonna rock with him as well. I'm gonna give you a quick stat. So the only reason why you have that belt on your shoulder is for is because you switched. To that Brazilian dude, and that was the first fight of the card. So You're right, actually. Hey, you, you got that fucking belt. That's right. Okay. Hey, I you forgot got- about that. I, I can't remember his name, and I can't even remember why I did it. I think it was just the eye test. I, like, you know, when they do the, because uh, you know, pre opening prelims, dude. Like, I'm no, I'm no expert. You know, I may be the champ, and I may stay the champ, but I'm definitely not an expert, especially on these guys, and no one's ever heard of. Um, and like, the eye test is. The eye test is as good as gold sometimes. And I remember seeing the Brazilian guy. I'm just like, this guy looks kind of badass. And the guy he's fighting doesn't look badass. So I'm going to rock with him. And uh, it ended up working. And, uh, and a lot of times in the prelim, you know, the early prelims, that's going to work. Because you don't know shit about either one. It's The prelims are always, I don't like to see, like, Kosi's a five, to, nearly a five, to, a five to one favorite. I don't like seeing that against fighters that have seven professional fights and they're debuting in the UFC. It's just like. Did you, who did you fight? You know, 
did you fight all the guys in your neighborhood or did you go to every neighborhood and fight the biggest guy in each neighborhood? Right. Tapology is telling uh, Sasha guy, the number 12th middleweight in South Korea. Well, that's funny, too, because he shows as a middleweight in South Korea and Kosi is a welterweight. What is, what is, this fight is at welterweight. This is at welterweight. So, uh, so Sasha's dropping down, which usually isn't good. So, yeah, that just leans that leans me more into uh, Kosi getting the finish. So I'll probably prop that, to be honest with you. And um, I'll probably prop like a first-round knockout at hopefully even. Probably won't even be even. It'll probably be freaking plus money, but whatever. Even, yeah, like even if it is at plus money, it's it's or even if it's at even or, or still minus odds, like say it's minus one twenty. That's a that's how that's how Kosi wins his fight by first round knockout. You know, his seven other fights show that. Okay. So I mean you got you got nothing to lose with that. Um all right, so next fight we got Kyle Dalkaus versus Dustin Stolfoots. Another uh Dustin is another guy off the contender series this year. He's got a 13-1-0 record. Kyle Dalkaus, 9-1-0 record. Um, the line on that fight is Kyle Dalkaus is a minus 320. Dustin Soltfoots is a plus 260. Um, and you lead the dance here, man. It's on you. I'm going to say Kyle Dalkus because I think that's how I've heard it said, but who knows. But it sounds a lot better, Dalkus. Um, what would you say Dalkus was the favorite at? Um, minus 320. Okay. So another big favorite. Yeah, um, big favorite. Um, and then, the I mean, this, this Dustin uh, Stolfitz guy, um, he's the number one middleweight in Germany. Um, you know, he's a he's an American fighting out of Germany. Um, don't know the full backstory. He was on the Contender Series this year. Um, I guess that's where he started his pro MMA career in Germany. Um, but who do you know that's a great fighter out of Germany? Uh, couldn't. Can't can't even name one off the top of my head. Fucking Hitler. Yeah, really. Like, you know, like well, that, that's what that's where I'm going with him being the number one ranked, you know, middleweight. Um, yeah. I'll give you a little bit more information on Dustin's. Um, he his fight in contender series is pretty good back and forth in the stand up. Um, he ended up slamming the guy big big takedown slam and broke the guy's arm. Bad fucking arm break, like Anderson mm. Silva leg type shit. Oh wow. Fucking gnar- gnarly arm break, and that's how he got. Um, tell we got in. It wasn't like a crazy one-sided Im- impressive performance. He just picked the dude up and dropped him and, and, and blew the dude's arm up. Um, but he has good power. He's a little bit slow. Um, he, he doesn't have the same volume as Dalkos. I would say Kyle Dalkos is the heavier puncher. Um, I, I, th- I feel like the hype on Dalkos is coming in because that Brendan Allen fight he had. That yeah. was his last fight. He Close had that fight. War. Close fight. Big war. But I mean, me and you both called it. Strickland fucking put put out put out Brendan Allen like it was no one's business. He made that fight look fucking easy. Yeah. So it's like, I I don't love the line on Dalkaus at minus three twenty. You said you're going Dalkaus as well. Um, that's Stolfitz guy, man. He, so he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of um submissions on his record. He's got a majority of submissions. Got a good. Good ground game. Yeah, he had a twister um, in his last fight, or, or sorry, his fight before um, Contender Series. Um, this is what dreams are made of right here. But Dawkins, I mean, he did he did impress me in the Brendan Allen fight, and I thought Brendan a lot Allen. about I thought Brendan a lot Allen's of Brendan Allen. Yeah, he is. Brendan Allen was really scrappy. Good that was a very scrappy fight. Um, it's like this fights like these, man, that fucking can change the can change the freaking card right here because like you get two points or one. 
You get two. You get two points or one. What's Stolfus again? Uh, His line plus two sixty. <sighs> Give so me the chalk. Give me the chalk. I gotta keep the strap, bro. I'm going Dawkins. Okay. Um. Let me write that down. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dawkins too, though. I just think he's gonna be scrappy enough um, on the ground, even if he gets put in a bad position. Um, his his brother his brother um, his brother is a heavyweight. They both train together. They both come out of good camp. They're out of uh, think they're out of Massachusetts. I know they're out of the Northeast. Um, good gym in that area. They they got good training partners. Um, I just. Sulfus is not as proven in the UFC yet. Dacos has that one fight with Allen. It's just the way Brandon Allen's last fight, even though, like, it's not Brandon Allen that's fighting, but Brandon Allen's last fight really puts a question mark on this fight for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to ride with the favorite, too. I'm going to ride with Dacos as well. Um, I like to look at these fights and think and and see who I'm going to pick before I look at the odds. Cause I don't let the odds try to change my mind sometimes. And I, I, that fucks me, but um, you know, I'm, I'm going to ride Doc house as well. Run it. Run it. All right. Um, let's see. Tapology. We got next fight here is Alan Jobane versus Jared Gooden. Um, I lead the dance here. I don't love Alan Jobane. I don't think he's that great. Um, <laughs> Not to cut you off, but it's funny that he's got a win over Mike Perry. I know. Run Mike Perry's shit. fighting like 10 fights up on this card. Yeah, because Mike Perry's bar barroom brawls. <laughs> That's crazy, though, how that shit works, right? <laughs> and it- like... You want to, you know, you want to get paid some more money. You want to fight higher on the card. You need to go get arrested. Yeah. And uh, granted, you know, Joban has been complete shit. He's like, I mean, I'm not even going to say he's been, he's fought some good ass competition. After he beat Bilal Muhammad and Mike Perry, then he lost to freaking Gunnar Nelson, who's a killer. Lost to Nico Price, who's always a wild card. Beat, you know, demolished Ben Sanders, who's, Whack as shit, and no. then he lost a split decision to Dwight Grant. Like, dude, Dwight Grant is good. He yeah, hits like, hard. Dwight Grant's really good. Nico Price, he was, he was doing, he, you know, he was doing well against him until he got knocked out, just like how every Nico Price fight goes. Yeah. Um, Gunnar Nelson is a specialist in grappling. Um, so those all, you know, and Bala Muhammad is that's a legit win. Mike Perry, that's a legit win. Um, you know, looking at his record, those by far are his two best wins. But they're also his, you know, two of his three most recent wins. If you, you know, looking back on another, both in 2016, but they still hold water. Um, Jared Gooden is just slow-footed. Um, he is. He. I just don't think he's that great. Um, Alan Joban can sometimes get too committed to throwing elbows, and be too willing to sit in in the pocket and throw elbows. I don't love that about him. Um, but he's got pretty good Muay Thai. I just think that uh, Jared Gooden comes out with a with a heavy hook game. He doesn't have great head movement. He's not very good at cutting the cage off. Um, and the, the odds aren't crazy out. Um, Joe, Joe Bain is a minus 150. Gooden is a plus 130. Ooh. So you get a point. Um, and I was wrong when I said you get two points of Stolfus. You actually get the two underdog points plus the winning point. Um but that's besides the point here. Jared Gooden, 
Yeah, I did, doesn't change mine either. I'm going to go with Joe Bain as well. I just don't think Jared Gooden's proven. Um, Joe Bain's on the desk. I think they're giving him a layup. I think they're trying to give him a win to, you know, have a guy that's coming off a win on the desk. Um, it just does better for the UFC for Joe Bain to win this fight. But Joe Bain also has, you know, he's been finished before. He's been finished by guillotine. Um, he's been finished by punches. So it's it's like... You know, he could, he could, Jared Gooden has decent power. He could finish him. Um, I'm going to rock Joe Bain here, though, and I, I don't love the pick. Don't love this fight. I could do without it. I'll go take a dump. Yeah, yeah I'm going to rock with Joe Bain, too, for all the reasons we just said. Next fight. <laughs> yeah, I talk too much about it. Um, I, I would rather be walking my dog than talk about <laughs> that fight anymore. Um, cool. All right, next fight here. I just want to make sure I have the order right. This is potentially the fight of the night. Um, Agreed. We got Nicholas Dalby versus Daniel Rodriguez. Um, this this is a banger, dude. No Dalby doubt. is a Dalby is a proven vet. He's been fighting for ten years. Um, Daniel Rodriguez is the young is the younger, hungrier guy. He's coming in. You know, he's he's new to this. Um, trains out of Cowboys camp. I'm gonna stop talking about it because it's your turn to pick. So. Uh, Dalby's last fight, he got knocked out by Ronson, right? Yeah, let me give you the odds, too, before we go any further. Yeah. Um, so, Dalby is a plus 270. Daniel Rodriguez is a minus, two thir- or minus 330. Another big favorite, dude. Yeah. Um, Dalby is an established veteran. He's 36 years old. Um, is he on his way out, or is he trying to resurrect it? I think this fight will say a lot about that. Um. Say the say the odds one more time. Dalby is at a plus two seventy. Rodriguez is at a minus three thirty. That line um, didn't look like it was shifting too much, but um, that's that's what it was at around noon my time. Okay. <clears throat> Rodriguez isn't a isn't a spring chicken either. I mean he's uh, he's thirty three and he's got much less experience in the octagon. Um, huh. I think I think the 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 money's there with Dalby. You said it's plus two thirty. Two seventy. Plus two seventy. Yeah, I'm rocking with Nicholas Dalby, man. I think he's got the experience. I think uh, you know he's not too old to where he's over the hill. I think he's at that point in his career where it's put up or shut up. Um, Daniel Rodriguez has got you know decent wins. He just you know he just beat the aforementioned uh, Dwight Grant, and he's also holds a a win over Tim Means, um, finished Tim Means, which is hard to do. Tim Means is a scrappy motherfucker. So, um, yeah. Uh, I like, I like Dalby with, uh, with the points. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that. If he didn't look the way he looked in his last fight, Dalby, I, I would feel more okay with him. Um, and then his, his his cowboy Oliveira fight wasn't too impressive either. He, I mean, that could have gone either way. Oliveira, it's very hard to look good against him, bro. Like the it dude, is. Uh, I can't remember the Russian dude's name who just beat the guy him. that wore the fucking coyote. He's from Kyrgyzstan. Um, yeah, think of- he's a different breed of he's a different breed. He made cowboy look very bad. Um, but, he, that guy's a bad motherfucker, dude. Like, Oliveira or no, the other guy? Um, can't think of his name. I know it starts with a P, but the guy that wore the coyote on his head. It's like Rupert some, or some um, some shit. 
I'm gonna look it up. We're gonna look it up now. We're not gonna leave you guys. Yeah, we can't leave you guys dry on that. Ooh, right. and the second you, it's on the tip of my tongue too. It starts with a P. Uh, Rachmanov. Rachmanov. God, it's an R. R. Just take away a little leg off the R. And yeah, you're there, bro. Yeah, he's and that he's an M1 global champ. Rachmanov. He's he's good. I'm surprised there's not more hype on him. If he spoke English and cut a promo, I'm sure there would be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um. Back to this fight, I'm gonna go with um, Eileen Dalby when it first got when it first got announced. I knew he was gonna be the dog. Um, I just it's fucking chalky, but I just think Daniel Rodriguez is tough enough to. I mean, look at the Dwight Grant fight. Dwight Grant hits fucking hard. Nearly had Rodriguez out. He was able to survive that. Come back and put Dwight Grant out. Um, that just shows that he can be the hammer and the nail. He comes out of a great camp. He's training with Cowboy. That's a fucking good camp. You know they're training hard. He's told, he said in interviews that when he's not training, Cowboy makes him do shit around the farm. So you know he's fucking strong. Yeah. He's got the fucking farm strength. Um, and he's Mexican, dude. Those Mexican guys are super fucking tough. He hits really hard. He's Wait a second. Pretty- Is this where we get the Tejada accent? No, not. No. Right. I'm not going to push not for yet. it. I'm not, not going to push for it. You, when the time is right. Um... But uh, he listeners, I'm, I'm, we'll tell you about that at another time. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Rodriguez, but Dalby's a good play with the point system. Um, he's just I the same way you said. Is he gonna re-resurrect his career? Or is he at the end of the road? It's it's either one or the other, and you're going with resurrection. I'm going with end of the road. Let me ask you something. If I was to take Rodriguez, would you have taken Dalby? Um. No. Okay, that's fair. I'll, hey, I'll stand strong by your picks, bro. I hear you. No, um, no. I, I'm just like I said. I like to look at the card and and kind of put all my picks together before looking at the lines, and then I'll go do my research and my and my you know my tape study after that. And I let the number you know I, I get the number after because I don't want to be swayed by it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times I don't like it. Like I don't love Daniel Rodriguez at minus three thirty. Um. It's just a, it's just that's high, but um, I'm gonna rock with him anyway. I do think he'll, I do think he can get the job done. I do think he can finish Dalby. Um, Dalby's shown, Dalby's had a lot of wars. He's had a lot of wars in the UFC outside of the UFC. Um, one of his fights got stopped due to fucking too much blood being in the cage over at Cage Warriors. Like the guy, he he's a scrappy dude and he's tough, but I just don't know if his durability is there still. And I think Rodriguez has the durability. You know, he showed that in the Dwight Grant fight. Um, this could be a dogfight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with Rodriguez to stick it out. Rodriguez has shown a pretty good counterpunching game, but he showed that when he was gassed, um, he kind of was able to revert to counterpunching. Um, but it still didn't sway me. I'm gonna go with Daniel Rodriguez, even though he showed some gas tank issues. We're gonna rock with him. Run it, baby. I got that, that shit written down. All right. Just because the order, I. I hate that the bout orders always change up until like fucking Friday. Yeah, I was wondering um, <laughs> like, you know, if if Tapology has what they think will be the bout order, or because um, I know we went totally out of order last week, just as far as especially the prelims. Usually the main card's pretty locked in, um, but you know you figure with changes and stuff. And God, knock on wood, and my fingers are crossed. My fingers are crossed while I'm knocking on wood that no no decent fights get get um canceled. Scrapped. 
Yeah. Dude, nothing, nothing has really like this last week. It was like motherfuckers were dropping like flies. Dude, people acting like they got the black plague and they're just dying. This is a gambling podcast, so I do have to bring this up. So I play a lot of DraftKings and FanDuel, and um, you know it's my fault. I picked uh, um, the your boy Eric Anders fight versus who was he fighting Castillo? No, 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 it was uh. Louis Smoker, the Louis no, Smoker fight. Smoker dropped, Smoker dropped out, but that's bantamweight. Um, no, no, he was no, no, fighting no, 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 Arroyo. He was fighting Arroyo. Yeah, the Louis Smoker versus Arroyo fight. No, no, no. Okay, so those two got Eric, canceled. Eric and, Anders and Smoker got. They both dropped out. <laughs> yeah, and then there was an um, Quinones. Who was Quinones fighting last week? Oh, I dude, the Quinones fight. So I did a DraftKings lineup, and I had, I think it's four or five or. It's either um, five oh, picks sh- or six picks. I saw that. Dude, and you know, you, your lineup's lock at five o'clock. When it, when the first prelim when when the prelims start, your lineup's lock, which means you can't change them. And uh, I had Quinones in a one of my lineups. Dude, four fifty four. They announced that that car that fight's getting canceled, and lo and behold, go figure. You know, five of my six picks were right on. Like they were all finishes. They were good to go. And then fucking Quinones fight gets canceled, and I'm left with zero points from him. And I still ended up winning min cash, but um, it's just like you know what could have been if I would have thrown in like you know McKenna or like something. You know, pretty much anybody would have got me more points. So you know, it's just for all you gamblers out there that play daily fantasy. You know, make sure you check in your lineups, especially in these COVID times. Like. Up till 4.15, or, you know, if the, if the fight card starts at 7 o'clock, bro, be on that shit till 6.59 on your email and on Twitter, just making sure that none of these fights are getting canceled, because who knows, bro, I could have fucking won 100 grand for all I know, but anyways, back to the picks. Let's uh, unfortunately talk about the shit fight. Yeah, you know, um, this, the definite, like, have you noticed the, the trend in MMA siblings one is always significantly better than the other. Except for the Diaz brothers. Yeah, except for the Diaz brothers. Um, but it, it's like this one is, you know, Antonina Shevchenko, Ariana Lipsky. Um, Shevchenko, I just don't think that she's lived up to what everybody thought she was going to be. Um, Not interrupt. What's the line on this? Because okay. I, I really don't know. Um, Anthony Shevchenko is a favorite, minus 160, and Aaron Olipsky is a plus 140 underdog. Who picks um, first? I pick first. And um, Shevchenko's shows has shown decent grappling against the girls that don't have any grappling, but against somebody with the fucking hair of a grappling talent, yeah. she just gets she just gets overwhelmed and done pummeled. Pe- People think Chikagian is – I absolutely despise Caitlin Chikagian. Um, I hate to break the news to you guys, but she people don't think she's got a good ground game. She actually does. Um, she's, a, she's a Gracie black belt, and she also trains with Danaher, the Danaher death squad up there on the East Coast. So she's got a good, good Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. Um, and she was just able to completely storm Shevchenko, kill her on, kill her on the ground, Um Aaron Olipsky, on the other hand, is a, is a decent kickboxer, um, decent kickboxer, decent Muay Thai. She's a Brazilian chick. Um, she's had a, that crazy knee bar, that crazy knee bar. That was you know, sick. Highlight. That was sick. 
Bruh. She's fucking screaming. She's oh, screaming with dude, tongue out. The chick's knees hyperextending. That and was she's screaming. Yeah, that was fucking badass. It um, was. And that clip will live on forever. And you know, you know, one of the badass UFC highlights that they can replay every time she fucking fights. Um, no doubt. That's some BJ Penn looking blood shit. Yeah, it was sick. Um, I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, you know, and I'll just make it short and sweet. I I'm gonna go dog money here. Um, I don't love Shevchenko. She can definitely kickbox out kickboxer and mix in some grappling like she did like she did against Pudilova. But I just think um, Ariana Lipsky is probably the little bit harder of hitter. She's not the more technical kickboxer. Um, and I might just be putting too much on that last submission one of hers. But I just think she could get it on the ground and get something done. Um, I just think that that line is there because of her last name. I don't want to spend too much time on this fight. However, so Lipsky's submission, her submission win, her brutal submission win, who was it against? Uh, a, a nobody. An absolute nobody. I can't even tell you the girl's name off the top of my head. Give me Shevchenko. Give me the chalk. Next fight. All right. Taking the chalk. And you got to. This fight right here is... is should have a little bit more hype, um, but it's going to be Joaquin Buckley versus the Beverly Hills Ninja, Jordan White. Jordan Wright, sorry. Yeah. Um, you go first here, man. Buckley, what's the lines on this, my bet? Minus 245 for Buckley, plus 205 for Jordan Wright. I'm, I'm really surprised uh, Buckley isn't a bigger favorite. Um you know, he's obviously coming off one of the best uh, best knockouts in UFC history. And, you know, I hate when people say that because, like, that's there's been a lot of knockouts. There's been a lot of sick, brutal knockouts. But, I mean, have we ever seen one like that? You know, um, in my, like, my knowledge, and I've been watching this sport since 2004, um, I've never seen nothing like that. Yeah. Ever. Likewise. Um, you know, and, uh, freaking zombie. Who, who, who did zombie get knocked out? By? I'm having a brain fart. Just zombie. Oh, zombie got knocked out. Yair, Yair, Yair. Yair. Yeah, the Yair, uh, K was about as close to as crazy, especially, you know, given the timing and the last five seconds of shit. Um, but yeah, What's I mean, this, fluky? which one's more fluky? Oh, uh, I mean, you got to say Yair. Yeah, you got to say Yair. Because, I mean, you know, Buckley could have been winning that fight. It was first round, right? It was like early first round. When I think that it was second. I think it was second round. Let me check the cards real quick. Yeah. Um, but he was – the thing with Buckley is that Impa Kasangana Kasang is a good fighter. It was second he's, round. You're right. He's young in the sport. Impa is a good fighter. He's young in the sport. He outboxed Maki Patolo. He he's got he's a well-rounded fighter and he's he's a really athletic guy. Um, super super athletic. When you look at him, he's really he's really bricked up. He's super well built. Um, and Buckley was out kickboxing him. Even Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland's sneaky fucking good. He knocked out Buckley, but Buckley made a good account for himself in that fight up until the knockout. Yes, he got knocked out. Yes, he got finished. Yes, he got outboxed. Um, but Kevin Holland is Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland's good. Guys like yeah. me know Kevin Holland's fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, he might fuck around and, and beat Jack Hermanson. For sure. Um, 
I'm telling so, you, let me be quiet. No, yeah, you're probably going to pick him, and I'm, I'm going to pick him too. I'm going to hope he knocks him out. Yeah. It'd be, be great for the, it'd be great for the division. Definitely, 100%. Um, Whose pick is this, by the way? This is this is um, it goes for you. Um, it's you. But let's talk about Jordan Wright a little bit. Um, Jordan Wright's coming off of the contender series, good contender series guy. He's like, he's a he's got the karate style fighting. He likes to blitz in and out, but it's not like Leota Machida really, where it's he's he's not lackadaisical. Like he likes to push the pressure and he likes to finish early. I think he's gonna come out and try to finish Buckley fast. Um, I think if he doesn't finish Buckley fast, then the fight does not end up going his way. Um, and I want to hear where you where you lean. I wasn't too sure if you were uh, if you knew about Jordan Wright, so I wanted to give you a little. Not bit too much, not too much. I've done some research on him. Um, he's a finisher, and I love it. Like yeah. if, if I, I don't see myself betting this fight, but I, I do see myself betting the outcome of it, whether it being within the distance for sure. Um, someone's going night night, whether that be by you know because. Jordan Wright has a lot of submission wins as well. Um, but he's got a lot of fucking vicious knockout wins too. Joaquin Buckley, you know, that that knockouts, you know, got Vegas putting him up to what, exactly. what, is, what is he, minus two forty? Minus two forty five. So yeah. if if he were to just beat Impa in a dominant three round fight, no doubt. This might be a pick 'em fight. You know, it's funny, and I don't want to get too far into the conversation we have on the text line, but that's very similar to what I said about John Jones beating um, Dom over five rounds is more impressive than Jan beating him, you know, quick, quick knockout. But anyway, that's beside the point. We'll talk about that later. But, you know, Joaquin, Joaquin Butley, Buckley has shown that his boxing isn't, you know, isn't like that. Kevin Holland schooled him. Like, let's be real. Like, Kevin Holland scored him. Um, he pieced him up throughout the fight in the third round, got him with the right cross, night-night. That's it. Um, Jordan Jordan Wright could do that. And at this money, and I think Joaquin Buckley is being highly, you know, he's, I think he's, he's overrated he, right now. He ain't showing me my, like, dude, great knockout. That was dope. But you got to show me more than that for you to be a minus uh, 245 favorite yeah. against, a, against a killer who's undefeated. Give me Jordan Wright, bro. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good play. Um, and I was leaning, I, I was leaning that way. I'm really still on the fence with this fight. Um, I it's a good play on the numbers with our point system. Um, Buckley has shown a lot of a lot of good skills and a lot of good improvement. He's a good body puncher. Um, I think that. I don't like the odds. Um, Buckley's shown a good chin, but Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland hits hard. He's an accurate puncher. Um, Jordan Wright's a different fighter than that. Jordan Wright just comes out like a bat out of hell. Um, it's either he finishes you in that first round, or he's gonna lose the fight. Um, where the How can young, you say that though? He hasn't lost a fight, bro. No, but you you know what I mean. Like it's it's if he doesn't get you out in that first round, it's just like. You know where do, that's where it's like, does he lose the fight? It's because well, yeah, it's unknown like, what he does. It's it's, it's unknown. unknown. So it's it's like, does he lose? And that's what keeps me on the fence. Um, I'm gonna write my name down next to Jordan Wright as well, but I might change that so we can split on um so we can split on it. I'm not. Sh- I might change that by the end of this podcast or tomorrow, or I might leave it. But I like Jordan Wright at the number, um, just because Buckley has been finished, he has been touched. 
Jordan Wright comes out hard, but Buckley, for whatever reason, I just feel like Buckley is a little bit more of a vet in the game. Another thing that scares me about Buckley, too, is he's not training out of one solid camp. He moves his fight camp around a lot, um, and it's just the number and Jordan Wright's finishing and him being undefeated. Um, we're going to rock with Jordan Wright. I guess we both like the underdog there. Damn, you son of a bitch. I didn't yeah. expect that. Um, and it's... It's a tough fight. Um, it's a tough fight to pick because that highlight knockout is really what this number, why the number is where it is. It would be a lot. It would be a lot, lot closer if it was a three round win. You know, whatever. Um, anything else on this one? On to the next. All right. So this is another potential fight of the night. If you were to ask me right now what the fight of the night would be, I would probably say this fight. We got, I can tell you one thing, one Brandon will walk away from this fight as a winner. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. So if you're betting on Brandon, I'll tell you who I'm picking right now. Brandon. I'm, just because you <laughs> said that, I now have to put at least 10 bucks on this being a draw. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's gonna be like plus twenty five hundred, like some fucking bizarre. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we got uh Brandon Moreno versus Brandon Royville. This is a fucking fight, dude. Um, yes. I don't even know who leads anymore. Um, you. this is a fucking scrap. Brandon Moreno could arguably be fighting for this title. Yeah. I think he maybe should be fighting for this title. Um. <laughs> both beat Formiga in their last uh, who who beat the champ. So you know, I think that definitely came in a lot of consideration. They it was supposed to be him and Alex Perez originally before Cody Garbrandt got pulled off, and then Alex Perez got bumped up, um, and then Royval got bumped up into this position. Um, this I'm going to give you the line first. Um, I'm very yeah. interested to hear this. I haven't looked at any of the lines. I'm very interested to hear this line. Brandon Moreno is a minus 185 favorite. Brandon Royval is a plus 160 underdog. So it's a close line. Um, and uh, Brandon Moreno is, he's really good. The assassin baby. He's fucking, he's, he's really, really good. One of my favorite flyweights. Um, one of my favorite. Um, I like Brandon Royval's nickname. Brandon Raw Dog Royval. Hey. That's a good nickname. They both got good nicknames. The I don't know how many kids he has. I don't know how he's he's young. He's a young dude. Yeah, um, doesn't mean Filipino is that man. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure he's Filipino, right? I think he's Mexican. Oh, Mexican. Mexican American, I think. Um, but um, Brandon Moreno said he's going to be the first Mexican-born, Mexican-trained, Mexican-raised UFC champion. It's fucking possible. Um, Brandon Royval is he's sneaky fucking good. Um, Very sneaky, bro. He does not look sneaky. like he's the killer he is. He hits hard. His one major flaw is his defense. He's literally the flyweight Tony Ferguson. He is dangerous. Very good dangerous comparison. Off his back, dangerous as fuck off his back. Throws big elbows. Throws big shots. Has sneaky power. Um, really, really good submissions. Um, Brandon Moreno is an all-around great fighter. He's got a great fucking jab. Great footwork. Great in the scrambles. He had a draw with Askar Askarov. People sleep on Askarov. Askarov is probably the best grappler at flyweight. Um, Brandon Moreno, he left the UFC, got cut, fought one fight in LFA, came back, 
Um, and he's on a win streak, you know, and he's, he's doing good. He could very well be fighting for this title. Um, Roy Vell, on the other hand, like I was saying, great submissions off his back. He had that war with Kai Carr, France. He got hurt, you know, showed good recovering skills, came back, hit him with a weird spinning elbow, fucking... I think after that hit him, I think Carr France was like, this guy can hit hard. He got hit again, and then he put himself in a – and then he got fucking subbed out. Um, I have been leaning Brandon Royville all week, um, and then I heard a podcast today where they all picked Brandon um, Moreno, and I want them to be wrong. I'm going to pick Brandon Royville as a dog with the dog money. Um, I just think that um, – I think Brandon Moreno – could and should win this fight. He should be the favorite. I think he can stick a jab in Royval's face, stay on the outside. Um, Brandon Royval is a vet. He might not be a UFC vet, but he's been fighting for a while. Brandon Royval definitely has more finishes. He's got a lot of submissions on his record. Um, I think Brandon Royval can match him for power in the striking, maybe not in the accuracy and the volume. Brandon Moreno is willing to get into scrambles, as he showed with Askar Askarov. I think Rovell is a bigger submission threat than Askarov. Um, and I could see Rovell submitting him. Um, and I just like him as the underdog. And I like him. He is like a weird Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson, fucking flyweight. I like him. I like his fighting style. He's fucking scrappy. Um, if he wins this fight, he could be very well fighting for a title next or fighting Askar Askarov. And, yeah. Well, and I mean, then you, you throw Cody Garbrandt in that mix too, you know? Maybe he fights Cody Garbrandt next. You know who the fuck knows. This this is this is a very significant fight for uh it for is. the flyweight it division. Is. That's for sure. And uh, dude, so in our, I think it was the the triple threat that we had. Uh, yeah, it had to be. I think uh, me and you picked Roy, Roy Bell, right? Yeah, Roy Bell <laughs> has uh has done very well for me, man. I've been big on this kid. Uh, he just has very, like you said, man, sneaky, sneaky abilities, bro. He. Like his power to what he looks like to how he carries himself, um, he's good off his back. Like I don't see, you know. Of course, anybody can get anybody can get caught, um, and and Brandon Moreno definitely has that ability to catch him. Um, and and Roy Vall, his thing, you know, his defense, he does not. It's know, non-existent. He, yeah, he's ready to hit you, and he he's willing to take whatever comes with that, and that's, you know, works out for some people, but it definitely doesn't work out all the time. He's he's bound to get caught eventually. Uh, maybe Cody Garbrandt will do that. Uh, maybe um, Figueroa will do that. Figueroa, um, but I don't think it's going to be Moreno that does it. So I'm riding with Roy Vall that, um, as well. And I'm very upset that you're taking fucking Jordan Wright and Brandon Vervel because I was feeling very good about those dog picks. And now it seems like you want to be a dog. Um, yeah, this is the card to kind of do that because the lines are some of the lines Such are just so card. fucking. Bro. It's it's sneaky good. It's just it's, I mean, this is the typical card that Brandon Royville would fight on, like a sneaky good fucking, a sneaky good guy. Like he's just back to him. Like I, like you said, I was so impressed when I saw him. Um, Tim Elliott, he choked him out, and that was just kind of Tim Elliott. The guy's got a 500 record. He's like the only guy on the roster yeah. with the fucking 500 record. Yeah. Um, but he's fought everybody. He's fought the who's who, and and he got subbed out quick, and he's known for his grappling. So. You know, and then I think the only type of dude that beats Royville in this division is a guy that can just put him out fucking cold. And I think the yeah, only guy, Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, and those are the only two guys. And Cody Garbrandt hasn't made this division yet. Who the fuck knows how he's going to look at 125? Yeah. Like, he didn't look good at 130. I mean, he of course he was a champion, you know, yada yada. But uh, his last couple weight cuts, man, he was looking not good. And he's a he's a ripped dude. He's a jacked ripped dude. Like I don't know he's how you're not cut- huge. 
but like he's not he's like he's about the same size as Dillashaw, maybe a hair bigger, and you saw a Dillashaw at twenty five. He he had to do what he had to do to get to twenty five. Yeah, and he had to you know that's what they say only twenty. I think the reason why he got caught is because his body didn't like the way he reacted making that extra fucking weight cut, and I think he's been on EPO for a long fucking time. Um, but that's besides the point. It is. Um, um, I, I I do like Roy Velvo, man, but Brandon Moreno is really really good. I don't like that they're fighting each other because I fucking like both <laughs> these guys, and it's one of those fights where I don't want to see anybody lose. Um, but that's it's MMA, bro. It's you gotta fucking. This this fight is gonna be man, it's gonna be an explosive card, man. There's a lot of I don't, I don't see a lot of decisions happening on this card. Nope, nope. All right, next one we got a Shogun Hua, fucking legend. Absolutely. I thought this guy was I thought this guy was done in 2011. You know what I mean? Like, and he's still fucking here. Like, he needs to get like some sort of award, just as as a, a longevity award. Just a a badge of honor, a medal of honor. (laughs) I mean, you think about this guy. I'll let you finish the introduction. We've got Shogun Hua versus fucking Paul Craig. Um, the the bear. So we go for the two dopest nicknames in MMA to one of the fucking worst, the Bear Jew from fucking Scotland. So (laughs) is that like mildly? Is that mildly racist? Like, are they racist? Are they anti-Semitic in fucking Scotland? Like, what's up with that? I can't call it, man. This they guy, just uh, hate bears, and then they hate. Like, <laughs> like, um, but Paul Craig stinks. Um, yeah. It's just I don't. I hate to say this, but like Shogun Hua does not stink. But today's Shogun, if you took his skills and put him into another body <coughs> that was fighting in the UFC, you would say he stinks. Um, I mean, <laughs> he, he, the man's got over. You know, he's got a right. I think he's got 40, 40 professional fights. And majority Forever. of these professional fights are at the highest level at UFC uh, at Pride. Yeah. Like, bro, this dude. He's, been, not- he's fought he's fought everybody. He, he's he's like the definition of just a fucking bad motherfucker. Like it's fucking Shogun. The dude has been soccer kicking people's fucking heads off since fucking 2000. Like he fought Kevin Randleman. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that dates him pretty well. And that and was like decently into his career, dude. And how much did he weigh and how much did Kevin Randleman weigh at that fucking time? Shogun was probably 210. Kevin Randleman was probably 240. Juice to the gills. Both of them juice to the gills, clearly. Shogun has never had that juice body, but you can just tell he's on the sauce. He's not one of those, like, crazy bricked-up guys, but you can tell he was definitely on the sauce for sure. Um, So we got the line here. This is a rematch that absolutely nobody fucking asked for. Um... I was I was really hoping that Shogun was going to retire after his last fight with Nogueira. I thought that was their It nice was right there, man. Yeah, that was that was a retirement fight. That should it have was, been a retirement fight. It was a close fight. Some people scored it for Nogueira. The majority scored it for Shogun. I didn't give a fuck who won. They both who won. They both won, or they both won in my eyes. They're just two old dudes fucking fighting. You could have saw that fight at a bar in Brazil. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, that was his time, man. That was really his opportunity. If, they, if it would have been a draw, imagine. those. Guys, it's a draw. They both go out on a draw. They both go out. Two Brazilian veterans against each other. They can hold hands and walk away. Um, yeah. But uh, Paul Craig. What's the odds? What's the odds? Paul Craig is a minus 170 favorite. Shogun is a plus 150 dog. Um, Paul Craig. It just depends on how you scored that first 
that first fight, a lot of people thought Shogun won. Um, but the reason why Paul Craig won is because they gave that first round a 10-8, and then they gave the last two to Shogun. Um, Paul Craig, it's I come to like how far has Shogun declined, and how much has Paul Craig improved? That is how I pick this fight. If it was Pride Shogun, he would rip Paul Craig's leg off and fucking beat him with it. If it was UFC champion Shogun, he would rip off his legs and beat him with it. Um, but that's not that's not the Shogun that's going to be fighting on Saturday, unfortunately. Um, I just I I feel like you're going to pick Shogun because you love picking the fucking legends. I want to split with you. Um, I'm going to go Paul Craig. I just think he's got the ability to hurt him on his feet. I think Paul Craig has made some improvements in his stand-up. Um, everybody's like, oh my god, he has a win against Ankalaya. That's not a fucking win in my book. Like Chael Sonnen said, I beat you for four and a half rounds and you slapped me in a chokehold and we both get up and walk away. How did you win that fight? <laughs> uh, shout out to Chael. Um, shout out to Chael. Um, one more shout out to Hazel and Brian, too, for real. No doubt. Brian, you're, you're the OG, bro. You're the leader of the pack. We, uh, we appreciate you giving us the platform to win the listeners some money. And when I say win the listeners some money, I'm winning the listeners some money. Yeah. Well, at least not the ones that uh, Dev is tied with me on, which is goddamn near all of them. But anyways, I think it was my pick on this one. But yeah. So a little bit of anal- some analysis on this fight. Uh, so we've got Shogun, who a uh, fucking absolute legend, proud Hall of Famer, UFC Hall of Famer, um, going to go down as one of the greatest of all time, in, in my opinion, especially a light heavyweight. Um, you know, people, including myself, are going to keep saying this. Granted, he's 38 years old. He's got a lot of mileage, but he's also 5-1-1 one, and one in his last seven fights. And that's at UFC. That's at a high level. And they're not giving him, they're not giving him pushovers. Granted, um, the Nogera fight, you know, that's still a legend in his own right. But um, still, he, he's not fighting pushovers. But then you look at, like, the technicality of this fight. So Paul Craig, like, he, he don't have that I'm a sleep you power. He's a, like, grappler. And he, I think, like, I'm pretty sure I know this, but at least, at least three or four, three of his last four or four of his last five wins has been by submission. Shogun is a veteran, bro. He's not going to put himself in a position to get submitted by Paul Craig. It's not going to happen. He might get outpointed by him, or he might. That's it. He might get outpointed by him, or or Paul Craig by the grace of God might get lucky and and, and hit his weak. You know, what is a weak jaw by now? Because he's very deep in the game, you know. Um, but who knows? Who, wh- what veteran were we just talking about who uh, – oh, Arlowski. How he's, like, got a new chin out, out of yeah, nowhere. Dude, he, like – he's been, like, dyeing his beard. I don't know if it's, like, something in the dye. Come on, Arlowski? Yeah, bro. Yeah, he's been dying. Be yeah, you can yeah, clearly tell yeah. it's dyed. Yeah, just um, for a minute. This is not this is not an ad, but uh, they're doing they're doing a hell of a good job. And uh, but I no, actually that, don't think they're doing a good job. I think they're doing a terrible job because it's overly noticeable. Well, fuck, it's helping his chin. It's oh, well, that, his yeah. Chin. Um, but no, bet me, bet the Shogun. I mean, I, I think uh, he definitely has what it takes to get it done by decision. Um, no, I, 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 yeah, absolutely, bro. And and right. I lo- you know me, I love to I love to keep dying dogs alive. And. Bro. Uh, you know, I think Shogun still has it in him to get it done. I mean, and you know, call you know, last fight was a split decision. You know, call it call it what it is. Um, but I don't see Shogun, the veteran that he is, putting himself in position to get um, some. I can't think of a time when Shogun's been submitted. 
He can look at his record. I can't either. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of one. Like I think it was John John Jones. That was that was Machida that he fucking killed. He he like flying need Shogun. So um, Paul Craig has a shit chin too. Like he's got fucking bad losses. Like he's lost against fucking. He's lost to Menafield. He got fucking washed by him. He got fucking washed by Khalil Roundtree. He's gotten beaten by Tyson Pedro, who fucking stinks. Who Shogun has a win over. I might change this pick. I'm just uh, here we go. Paul Craig. Um, I'm leaving it right now. Shit. Um, but like, I I lean Shogun all week. I would look back at his I look back at his fight with Nogueira, and I'm like, could he just have a war with Paul Craig, and just outland him and take some damage? It did the first time. Yes, you know. Um, it's I'm just honestly I would love to see Shogun win and just retire. That would be so, like, this UFC just let Anderson Silva go today. Like, a lot of that old Brazilian, you know, the old Brazilian fighters are, are now leaving the sport. The Nogueiras, like, the, look at Nogueira. He's, like, a, an ambassador for the UFC out of Brazil, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they, you know, Shogun would be a good amb- ambassador for the sport. Just, you know, hope he can just get a win and not get too hurt. All right. Next fight, we got your guy. Your favorite UFC fighter. Easy. Oh, it's actually not the next. I'm sorry. Um, it's your least favorite UFC fighter. We got Caitlin <laughs> Chikagian versus fucking Cynthia Calvillo. I literally, this. I don't care about this fight. Um, I think you lead the dance here, though. What's the odds? Oh God. Um, we got Calvillo at a minus two sixty five favorite, and Caitlin Chikagian at a plus two twenty five dog. Yeah, uh, this is. I hate that this is on the main card. That really That's sucks. Roy Val and like, bro, Shogun. Yeah, or, Shogun on the main card. No, Shogun's on the main card. Oh, is he? Yeah. Who, who's head? Who's headlining the? The Brandons. Brandon is that, versus is that, Brandon. Is that headlining the uh, prelims? Yeah. Really? So they're not gonna have Buckley headlining the prelim, coming off the fucking greatest knockout in UFC history. You know what? I, this I don't like. Buckley should be headlining the prelims. This woman's fight should be down on the prelims, and Brandon Brandon versus Brandon should be bumped up to the fucking, you know, to the main card. Yeah, but, I'm. I'm with like, that. Statistically, um. Statistically, on cards like this, the ESPN will get more views. A lot more views will come in on that last fight before people order the pay-per-view. They're like, all right, pay-per-view's over. Time for football. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So pay-per-view's on. I'm not paying for it. Time for football. You, you okay. So, so according to MMAfighting.com, so Buckley is uh, Buckley is headlining the undercard. And um, this is actually the opening fight. Chukagat. Cavillo is the opening fight, and Shogun and Paul Craig. Wait, they don't even. Where MMA, from? MMAfighting.com. What the fuck are y'all doing? Y'all don't even have Mike Perry on here. They have Mike Perry on the undercard. Okay, this is. Wow. MMA, MMAfighting.com. You better wish we didn't have more viewers because I'd rip you a new one right now for having that trash. Well, is, they are. They're a media outlet I used to listen to quite a bit. But yeah, they, when Ariel Hawani was on there. You hate him, but still. Even when Luke Thomas was on there, I'd listen to him. And then they had like Danny Segura on there. 
Um, they had they had some decent they had some decent guys, but then now they just brought in like a bunch of hipsters that I don't I don't really know. Like they're like wrestling fans that are <laughs> I just don't fucking I don't like I don't get where. So, All right, so so UFC.com has a uh, Paul Craig Shogun. Um, no, this is just straight UFC.com. They have uh, Shogun and Paul Craig as the opening fight opening. on the main card, then Chukagan versus Cavilla over them, which is the most disrespect I've ever seen in my entire life, but we won't go there. And then um, Brandon, the Brandons are actually headlining um, the prelims. Prelims, so. yeah. That's that's where this, that's the topology. That's so where an, they have so it. So anyway, with this um, fight with Chukagan and Cavilla, you said it's my turn to lead to dance. That's, that's um, I think Cavilla wins by a very boring decision. Um I won't bet this card. She's the favorite. She should be the favorite. She'll win by board decision. If you want to bet that, go for it. But I highly I don't think you should. I mean, or they bet the, um, you know, the Granger Yoder fight and put money on the dog Yoder and fucking won money. <laughs> True. <laughs> but but um, I'm not a crazy gambler. Um, you know that I'm sure the listeners know that at this point, you and Brian are the, the, the real money guys. I'm the tape study type of fucker. Um, I'm just the picker. Um, Chikagian, like I was talking about her earlier. I don't know why I don't like the praiser because I, I don't like either one of them. Actually. Um, I don't like Chikagian's fighting style. I think she, remember you asked me on the phone earlier, if you would, if I would consider Valentina a point fighter, I would consider Chikagian a point fighter and I would consider her a thieving point fighter because she makes a lot of fucking noise with their combinations. Facts. Like she's playing tennis. Dude, but even like, even the punch count will like add up crazy and it's like she is whiffing on the, she throws a four or five punch combination and misses all of them and the punch count will go up like three punches. I'm like, she's confusing them. She's confusing the judges. Like this, she steals rounds with that style. I agree. If it wins, it wins. Um, Calvijo is a decent grappler. I absolutely despise her trash talk game. Like she will be on like these small MMA Instagram pages that are like bought pages out of Russia, talking shit to people like in the comments. Like, no, I'm gonna win that fight. So you mean like if she's responding to those people, you know she's on her fucking social media. Just oh yeah, itching for it. Anytime she's got a mic in her hand, she's talking I, I just don't like her trash talk game i don't like the way she presents herself she is a good grappler she fights out of aka chikagian is, is out there on the east coast like i was saying earlier um calvito wants this fight on the ground chikagian probably wants to keep it standing um calvito is the better scrambler and the better grappler i would say chikagian's strong suit is probably off of her back though she does like to throw her hips up she will search for submissions um, I think Chikagian is actually a potential submission threat. Um, but I've actually probably picked every fucking Caitlin Chikagian fight right in my life. When I want her to lose, she loses. When I want her to win, she wins. I don't want her to win ever. Um, I have to pick the lesser of two evils here. I got to go with Calvijo to just out-scrambler her, um, potentially mix in some striking. Um, Chikagian's a, a decent striker outright, but... Um, I'm just going to go with Calvijo to outgrapple her and, and win a, a Jessica I like boring decision. Funny, fun fact Chukagian actually has a win over Maya. Yeah. Yep. So that goes She's to not- show you what, what we're looking at here as far as uh, 
in the main event, which we'll get to, or the co-main, which we'll get to later. But on to bigger and better things with Platy Mike Perry. All right. And that's my pick. Um, I go first here. So we got the Dirty Bird, to means Wiley Vet versus oh. versus the uh, – I know it's Platinum, but we got to come up with something better. Um, Mike, the Batterer, Perry. <laughs> Did you see where uh, a UFC media guy asked him a question about that? He handled it well. He, con- he considering well, well. how he usually is – you yes. handled it very well, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like, dude, like, why are you asking that, bro? Like, what the fuck? Well, here's the thing is I don't – obviously, domestic violence is fucking terrible. No doubt. Dom- domestic violence is absolutely terrible. Um, I grew up in Miami, in Miami-Dade County. That's where I lived until I was until I was 27 years old. Then I moved to Washington. Um, what I grew up seeing is there's tons and tons of domestic violence in Miami-Dade County. I only know from – from this, but when there is a domestic violence charge, if me and my girlfriend right now were to get into a physical altercation and she calls the police on me and the police come to my house, one of us goes to jail. All it takes is accusation. One of us goes to jail. And the reason being is because, you know, if they don't take me, what if I blow her head off or something? Um, so, Mike, that happened in Orlando, Florida. I don't know how it is in Orlando, but I can tell you how it is in Miami. I'm sure Orlando is, is very similar to Miami as far as a crime rate and shit like that. Tons of assaults, tons of batteries, tons of crime, period, in all of South Florida. Um, you'd think that if it was a serious, serious ordeal with him and his ex-wife, he would have got taken to jail, especially since that he's a professional MMA fighter. And before he's fought, if you hear any of his stories, you know he's got a previous criminal past. Mm-hmm. You look at Mike, you, you, you run a background check on Mike Perry and you get called for an assault charge. The guy's going to jail. Um, so I don't know how much her story holds water. Um, and it, it's, and it's really believable because he punched the guy in the bar. He drops, you know, he drops the M word like crazy, even though the way he means it might not be in a derogatory term, but still he's just a wild man. So it all fits in his, in his, you know, it all fits in his personality and what he looks like. So it's just hard. Um, it's hard to, to, to not believe the ex-wife. But um, the, the story is, is a, it's it's weird. Um, I don't like the media attention all over it. It's just typical MMA media. Like, yeah, there's just you could be there. Could, like, go talk to Brandon Roy Bell and Brandon Moreno. Ask them about their careers and shit. Go give those guys some fucking shine. You don't need to yeah. ask Mike Perry about his fucking domestic violence accusations. And um, and I'll be the first one to say, dude, like Mike Perry's. Granted, he's got some – dude, he, that, that whenever Paul Felder, that's a huge win. Granted, it's at a catch weight. Granted, Paul Felder broke his arm. I don't give a fuck. That's a great win. That's a great um, win. And then his fights with Luke, dude. Like, come on, he, man. Like, I think he won that fight. Yeah. I, I think did. he won that fucking fight. All so does, Cal- so does Cowboy Oliveira. Cowboy yeah, Oliveira. Cow- he looks fucking great in that fight, too. Yeah. Um, it's weird, though, because, like, he looks great against Vicente Luque and then gets chewed up by Max Griffin and then, like, loses a striking fight and has to grapple against Mickey Gall. Mickey like, Gall's Mike a Perry, crazy reach, too, man. But, okay, but in a, in, in a striking in a striking battle. I don't think he got Vicente chewed Luque, up by Mickey Gall. I mean, he was... Enough to where he had to grapple. I mean, the opportunity, he was, I mean, you know. I'm not going to say what his mindset was. I mean, I think I think it's impressive that he outgrappled a grappler who was strictly known for their grappling. Um, but yeah, on to, on to the picks. Who you got? 
Um, and then we're talking about Tamines for a bit. Um, he has that knockout against Nico Price. Um, he's doing well in that fight. Got knocked out. He's technical. Um, I just don't know where his chin and his durability is. I think Mike Perry is a really strong athletic dude. Um, his cornering and his camp shit is really scaring me because if he wins this fight, he's going to have to fight somebody better. And I know he's in camp. All, I know all that shit. And I feel like a lot of the shit with his lady in the corner is a fucking stunt. You know, it's a stunt. Because look, look where he's out on the car. You know, he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably getting paid more than one. Can't blame him. You can't. You can't. Like, if, if, if that's what the media wants to give attention to, fucking run with it. Have your yeah. pregnant girl in the corner and be put higher on the card. Have more eyes on you. You're worth more money. Call the um, Covington story. Yeah. Same shit. Bro, where's he going to go with that now? I mean, dude, the same way where Trump is going. He's going to keep it going for the next four years and say that it was rigged. Yeah. Until There's one still of the potential media. there. Yeah, I, I guess. You yeah, can he, always... he, can keep the, he can keep that sideshow going. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to roll with Perry here. We've gone off on way too many tangents. Um, that's just how I like to roll. Um, I'm going to go with Perry here. I think he's going to be Brian. Yeah, Brian's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Hold your baby, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Brian's gonna be. Brian's gonna be like, what the fuck, guys? Um. But it's entertaining, dude. Like people listen to this for the picks, but for entertainment, you could easily, if you want just the picks, you can just pull the fucking numbers and and get the favorites and the underdogs, and then there's your picks. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be a, if you're yeah, here just. A, uh, wasn't there a card like not too long ago where literally it was like all the chalk one? It was yep. it was Abu Dhabi. It was definitely an Abu yep. Dhabi. It was with the haircut. Haircut was on that card. Yeah, I guess Law Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> Where the titty gate. That's the real titty gate. Oh, no doubt, dude. That's the real the, titty gate. I still haven't seen old, it, though. No, dude, there's like some weird pictures. It's, it's not worth looking for. It's weird. Those it's, weird alcoholic titties. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Those Alaskan alcoholic. <laughs> you want to talk about assault? <laughs> like fucking domestic violence? Assault dude. on my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, let's, I'm going to roll Perry. I'm going to put your name next to Perry, too, because I know that's who you're picking. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, we'll, decide if that's my, <laughs> we'll decide later if that's my mortal lock or not. But what's what's the odds on this? It's not crazy. I think Mike Perry's no, like a minus, minus 180. 150. Mike Perry's minus 150? Yeah, and, and means yeah. a plus 130. So it's um, it's close. It's a, it, it's a damn near pick em fight. It's a yeah. close fight. Yeah, and uh, – you know, Tim, Tim Means is, you know, he's well-rounded. You know, he's not, he's a jack of all trades. He's not really great at anything, but he's not, he, you know, he can hold on his own and about everything. But I think Mike Perry is just, he's just younger. He's stronger. Um, you know, he, and people call him a knockout artist. Granted, let me take that back. Cause I see shit on Twitter saying like, Oh, if you think Perry's a, a knockout artist, you're an idiot. Who calls Perry a knockout artist? I He's a like, brawler. He's a That's brawler. He yeah, he's no doubt. He's a, he's a brawler. Like he's not a knockout artist. He hit, he cracks hard and he fights guys who can take it. But um, you know, I don't think anybody's claiming that he's a knockout artist. I'm surely not. But he definitely brawls. And you know, just judging off the Mickey Gall fight, man, he's he's definitely improving. Um, I don't even know what his camp situation is. Is he is he in a camp right now? He was with um, he was a jockery in them for a minute, and then he went down to American Top Team. He he's posting videos with Yoel, so I know he's oh, a that's right. top team. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no pick a better training partner. Yeah, no you doubt. know what I mean. Like, and you know, just durability. You know, granted, your boy Hansa Steel, Jeff Neal, fucking wasted him. But I mean, that's gonna happen, bro. You're gonna Jeff get close Neal, sometimes. Bro. And Jeff but Neal Jeff, cracks. 
Yeah. No, no one wants to fight. Does Jeff Neal have a fight? Yeah, dude, he's booked against. Um, he is booked against. It's on. Oh God, it's. Fuck, who's he? I think I think he got booked with Neil Magny in January. I'll have to look it up though. Um, we can actually look it up. You are all right. Let me know, please. Oh, Wonder Boy. That's who it is. Because he was supposed to be Wonder. He was supposed to be booked with Wonder Boy. And then, and then it was gonna go Neil Magny, and then it got booked back to Wonder Boy. Um, don't fucking w- sleep on Wonder Boy, bro. Uh, I mean. He- Wonder Boy is is on his way to being a Hall of Famer as well, if not already. Um, but we'll see where the mod, we'll see where the mods lie because that can be juicy. Yeah, if, for uh, sure. You know, if I had to guess, I'd say Jeff Neal would probably be a two to one dog. Probably yeah, plus, he, he will be plus probably uh, I'd say like plus one eighty. Then uh, you got Wonder Boy like minus two minus two fifty or something. But anyway, I'm taking Mike Perry. Um, I'll, I'll decide later if I want to make him. I'll send him home. I'm, I'm, I'm a mortal lock, but I've just been fucking with my Perry for a long time. He's been—he was always funny and shit on on Instagram, and um, he's sneaky uh, good though. Like he's not a bad fighter. He's no, he's, he's not. He's he can able, stand. He can stand with anybody. Yeah, like he can stand. Like he stood with Oliveira. Oliveira is a sneaky good kickboxer and a sneaky good grappler. Like he—he he was, you know, Mickey Gall. I don't like the. People say that was a really impressive performance. To me, I think his Cowboy Oliveira fight was one of his most impressive uh, striking performances. Agreed. It was, it was, it was, you know, very peekaboo style with big power. Um, but he can grapple too. I think he's working on his fight IQ. He's talking about having a second kid already. So I mean, with that mentality, you know, he's at least maturing a little bit. I mm-hmm. think his fighting style with will mature once he has more kids and all that shit. He's training down in South Florida. He lives in Florida. I think he's. I'm pretty sure I see pictures and stuff on his social media of him in his condo in Brickell right near Miami beach. So he's living a life. He's happy. He's got a family. I'm, I'm, I'm betting on Mike Perry. I, you know, he gets a lot of hate, but you know, let's, let's see, let's see where he goes. All right. Next fight. Um, we have probably, I think she is the most technical woman's fighter in MMA. It's arguable. History. Um, Yeah. History period. Um, I think tit for tat, she has a better skill set than Amanda Nunes. Tit for tat, she has a better skill set than uh, Cyborg against uh, Jennifer Maya. Um, this is she. Valentina is now having the John Jones effect on this division. She is, <laughs> but but even yeah, potential, but potentially more dominant and potentially more violent. Um, I need you to take it easy, okay? I need you to calm it down. I need you to pump the brakes. I, potent- I said potentially. No, um, there is no potentially. Potentially. You know what's um, crazy is Valentina Shevchenko and John Jones are the same age. Who do you think has had more fights? In the UFC? It fights. I don't care about fights. I care about UFC fights. Fights. Just fights. I mean, she's from wherever the hell she's from, bro. She's probably Dude. fighting since she was nine years old. Four. <laughs> her mother is a is a is a um is a master of Muay Thai and a world champion. She Valentina Shevchenko is like a, is a master of Muay Thai, a master of Taekwondo. She's she is right. she's got like she's got a hundred million black belts. Um, we're going with fucking Valentina Shevchenko. There, we're, there's no um, it's Valentina Shevchenko any way she wants, any any possible way. Um, Jennifer Maya is tough. She's got a big head. Um, she can take shots. I think that 
Jennifer Maya is just going to get absolutely ran through. The line has actually changed, though. Last night, Valentina was a minus 1,800. I have her written down here as minus 1,300. So you have those people that are coming in that are like, Valentina Shevchenko likes to grapple lately. Jennifer Maya has a, a sneaky active guard. Her last win is by submission after she got taken down by Jawan Calderwood. Um, you know, we could see Valentina going for a takedown and getting getting caught in a submission. I don't fucking see that. Um <sighs> You can turn off your mic, you know that, right? I didn't know how to mute it. It's just off. It was last second. It's just off. All right. It won't happen again, Um, brother. I don't care. Um, (laughs) Brian's just punching air at home when he's listening (laughs) to this shit. (laughs) I think, dude, I ate ice earlier. I ate ate some ice (laughs) from my drink, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? What the hell? Eating ice. (laughs) Jesus. Um, So uh, I'm going to write your name next to Valentina, too, but you can go ahead and break it down for me. Um, what I am going to break down is we need to pump the brakes on how this chick is, um, who she is. She's had 10 UFC fights. She's lost two of them. She also had a split decision win. She's also got one. So one, so one, two, three, four, four of those eight wins are by decision. So are you picking Jennifer Maya? No, I'm not. But okay. I do want us to pump the brakes, and I will, you know, for the, you know, if you if you fucking gamble and you, and if you're a degenerate like I am, then you know what's up, bro. What is uh freaking Jennifer Maya like plus eight fifty? Plus eight fifty. Bro, I throw fifteen. I throw fifteen bucks on that in the hopes of winning fucking one hundred and twenty off some crazy happening, which isn't. It's it's not you know, it's not impossible by any means. Like we, we, the way that Valentina loses this fight is she faints in her corner. Gets her foot caught in the cage and breaks her ankle or something, or slips on a banana peel. But well, Jennifer like, Maya comes out. It's like a Ryan Hall quick leg sweep and fucking. Do you think your odds are better at playing fifteen dollars worth of scratch offs to winning back that hundred something dollars? Well, that's the thing though, because I mean, I could be playing <laughs> scratch offs and win like fifteen. I'm not down for that, but I am down to fucking do a scratch off and win like hundred and thirty. So do you? All right. So with fifteen dollars, do you buy fifteen one dollar scratch offs? Do you buy three five dollar scratch offs or one ten? What do you do with fifteen dollars in scratch offs? How do you buy them? I go for the gusto, bro. I'm going. I'm buying a fifteen dollar ticket and telling them the cashier fucking run it. Run it. Okay. Yeah. I've been both guys. I've been I've been both guys, and I've got fucking burned both ways too. <laughs> oh, so am I, dude. Sometimes like I've caught myself being a real fucking degenerate with fucking scratch offs, where I don't <laughs> even do the game. I just scratch the barcode. And oh hit yeah, the bro. I don't want to see no Z's. I don't want to oh, see no Z's or no P's or no fucking D's. Oh, I have fucking ADD. The the ones that are like an actual game, like the crossword ones that are like fucking 12, 12 inches long. Like who? who like, what kind of fucking homeless person is going to sit there and fucking... Those are the only people I see playing those games are fucking homeless people. And then, they, fucking, and then they lose, and then they litter them. Yeah. If you if you play scratch-offs and you play the, the crossword puzzle games, send me a DM, please. I want to know who the fuck you are. Um, Slide up on them DMs. Yeah. Dev the fish guy. <laughs> yeah. Just, just please. I'm All curious. Right. Main All event right. time, brother. Main event. God, we talk too much shit. It's all good, man. We got Davison Figueredo versus Alex Perez. Um, Davison Figueredo was a minus 270 
favorite. Alex Perez is a plus 230. Um, I think... Did I leave the dance? I, I don't fucking keep track of it like that. Um, you can go ahead and run with it, Tim. Let's hear what you got to say about this fight. <sighs> All right. Old Figgy. So uh, he crucified our beloved Joseph Benavidez twice. Twice. Um, I actually saw one of those live. It was the fight in Norfolk. Um, and that was when the quote-unquote head... Yeah, yeah, the quote. That wasn't unquote, a fucking headbutt, dude. Yeah, it wasn't a headbutt, bro. The quote-unquote headbutt occurred, but nah, it wasn't a headbutt, dude. And man, Joseph Benavidez, that shit was sad. Shout that out to Megan. Megan, shout out to Megan. I mean, you could. I mean, I think he's a stand-up guy. He's got Megan Olivia. I mean, I'm sure you know, because he's not. He's very short and he's very like not that great looking. So he's got to be a good guy, right? He, he, you know, he's either got a fucking two-foot dick. Or he is just weights on her hand, hand and foot, and he better not fuck up with her because that's his, you know, that like Eminem said, you got one shot, one opportunity, bro. You don't fuck it. Don't blow with Olivi. Unless he can get Sanko. Oh. Oh, I like to see that fight. Braun Panties match. Anyways, that's off the point. All right, so we got Figgy versus Alex Perez. Um, Figgy, really, you know, he is who he is. He's got that loss to Formiga. That was, uh, it wasn't that long ago. I can remember that fight. Um, it was a decision loss. Uh, I want to say like happened last year. And since then, for, uh, Formiga is not no longer in the UFC. He fell off a cliff. Um, he's got his two fights against Benavidez. He's got the he beat Tim Elliott, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, he, he choked out Tim Elliott. He's got yeah. a, a he's got a unanimous decision win over Pantoja. But that's just because Pantoja is way too tough for his own good. But at the end of that fight, it didn't even look like fucking Davidson Figueroa wasn't a fight. And it looks like Pantoja got drugged fucking behind a truck. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, what's the lines on this? My bad. I don't think. I... Davidson Figueroa is a minus 270. And Alex Perez is a plus 230 dog. Be a dog. Um, I don't think I could be a dog on this one, even though I really want to, because I think. Uh, Figueroa is definitely you know hyped. He's very hyped right now. He's on a hype train for beating an old Joseph Benavides who was well past his prime and should have retired after that first fight. Um, but then you know Perez, he's a contender series guy. He's he'd be like I think he's the first contender series guy fighting for a cha- for a title. If I'm not, yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. But it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know if it's fully earned, but he still has the credit of doing. Well, it's so. the flyweight division, man. It's like. It's you know, lo- low key one of like the best divisions in MMA. That uh, is it. <laughs> Let's take a step back. Okay, maybe not the high. Well, they they have a high talent pool, but definitely just one of the most fun to watch. It is fun to watch for sure. Right. You get a bunch of fucking karate fighters doing crazy shit in. It's like two alley cats yeah. just fucking. Yeah. Just yeah. fucking it's, crazy. It's, it's, it's non-stop action. Um, and then you you got Alex Perez. You know, came off the contender series. Um, he went on a tear. He got fucking beat by Joseph Benavidez. Um, ugly loss. Yeah, ugly loss, man. But, like if you could just take that away, then I, I'd feel a lot better of what taking Perez. But um, you got to go Figueroa here, and I am also going to. We'll do these in a little bit, but this is going to be my send them home. So call up John. Ann. Send them home. Send them home early. Because figure, and my moral of the story is there. Figueredo, like, he doesn't have the most impressive record, and he's got uh, some weird losses 
Oh no, he's got the weird loss. One one weird loss yeah, from Omega. Yeah, yeah, he's got the weird loss from Omega, but you know, two fucking cracks, and you know, that says all you gotta say right there. So I'm gonna make him. I send him home as well. You need to look at his striking numbers, his striking differential, his strike, and he lands like 2.5 strikes per minute. Um, but he also has like a knockdown in each fight. He has a knockdown in eight of his eight of his nine UFC fights. <clears throat> so he hurts everybody he touches. Mm-hmm. The dude's got the dude's got fucking. He's got really big power, but he's also got really good timing and really good accuracy. Yeah, he's not a crazy volume guy. He's willing to stay in the pocket, walk you down. He's good at cutting angles. He's a really really accurate puncher. Big power too, but really good accuracy. Sneaky good submissions as well. I think him being so long and strong really helps with his submission game. Dude, in that the last fight with Joseph Benavidez, he knocked him down like that the fight could have been stopped way earlier. He knocked him down so many times. And then the submission was he had he had full extension on Joseph Benavidez. He was bent like a fucking looked like somebody fucking kicked a Pringle can and then just had <laughs> Like the look on Joseph Benavidez's face when he got put to sleep, oh, that was it was so just sad. like, like oh, he got man. hit in the face with the fucking stop sign. Well, and, like and he was his just, fucking his eyes were like fucking slot machines, bro. He was yeah, like rolling back. He yeah, just, and that should the ref let it go on for an extra three seconds. But he was dead. He wasn't. It was just like that is like if you want to fucking rear naked choke somebody, that's how you fucking do it. Like that was just like it was just vicious. Yeah, textbook. And he had him hurt. It was a club and sub. Um, and I just – Alex Perez has good leg kicks. Um, he's not a fast flyweight, though. Figueredo is not a crazy fast flyweight. He's not like Demetrius Johnson or Henry Cejudo fast. Very strong, though. But he hits so hard. He's a harder – Henry can crack. DJ can kind of crack. Figueredo's a – I mean – DJ can't crack. I'm going to be the first to say that. All right, you're right. But he's 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 got decent power for a flyweight. You know, like the rest of the flyweights, they got decent power. But Figueredo's power, he's probably the hardest hitting flyweight ever. Like, what other flyweight fucking cracks like yeah, this? Yeah, maybe Henry, but other than that, him, we're yeah. talking about a goat. So yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I just think Figueredo is good. Alex Perez has the good leg kicks. He could probably cause you know some disruption on Figueredo. I just think Figueredo's hungry. I think he, you know, he. He wants to be the champion. Any of the interviews I see him doing, he's 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 really high on himself. He's kind of got that arrogance about him. They do have two, you know, similar two similar opponents. Um, one of them being Joseph Benavides, times two for Figueroa, and then Juicy Formiga. It's funny because the dude that finished Alex Perez got embarrassed twice <laughs> by Figueroa. The dude yeah. that, and then Alex Perez embarrassed. The dude that fucking that beat Figueroa. It was an ugly decision loss. Figueroa got out 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 wrestled and out scrambled. Um, I think if they run that fight back, Figueroa will probably knock him out though. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where Juice Arrow from Vegas head was even at. Um, he got his leg. He got leg kicked out, and it was just that was an ugly loss for him. Um, Perez has the skill. I think he can hang tough and be in there. It's a five round fight. He probably has a better gas tank. He's got he's got more fights than Figueroa. I just think Figueroa is going to be the harder hitter. I think even if it goes five rounds and he gets gassed and loses, he could lose two rounds. He could lose three rounds and win two 10-8 rounds. You know what I mean? Like, he's that type of guy. Like, if he doesn't finish you, 
he's dropping you, he's hurting you, and you know, when he hurts people, he usually finishes them. The only person he didn't really finish that he had hurt a couple times is Pantoja. Um, mm-hmm. Figueroa likes to step in and throw elbows too. When Alex Perez, yeah, good um, elbows. When Alex, good elbows, like he fucking killing Pantoja with the elbows. He's good on the ground. Um, I just don't see Figueroa losing this fight, and I actually see him being a problem in this division for a little while. He's just got big power. Um, he might fuck around and move with the bantamweight, which that would be fun. But that you know, there's guys up there that'll give him problems. But I just don't know what other, you know. Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, TJ coming back. TJ, you think TJ wants to go back down? No, TJ's never making that cut again. He's I'd coming love, back. I'd, lo- I'd love to see Henry versus Figgy. I would love it too. They have to do it at 35, though. He, Figgy, I mean, uh, Henry want to do that though. That's not he where would. the big names are. Let me get Cody uh, versus Figgy. That's what I said. If this was Cody versus Figgy, bro, oh, I'd be, God, that would be awesome. Because they both, I mean. They can both match each other in power. Yeah. Um, Figueredo might be the better the better jujitsu guy with better submissions, but Cody has better footwork. But Figueredo's really good at walking people down and and baiting them into shots. Um, that would have been one for the ages. That would have dude, been. That would have, I gotta see that at some point, man. I would have picked Figueredo because he would have been the underdog, and I wouldn't. I would have bet the weight cut hurting hurting Garbrandt. Um, I don't think he would have been the underdog. Really, I think he would have been the. Nah. I wonder if we can find that line. We should find that line. So I wrote my name next to Figueredo as well. Um, yeah, I think we're probably at like an hour and a half right now, if not two hours. Hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, we talked okay. too much shit. I need your locks. I need your underdog lock. I need your send them home. I got your send them home. I need your mortal lock. So underdog and mortal lock. You got? You want me to give you your underdogs? No, I got them here. Um, mortal lock, I'm going... I mean, I gotta go. I gotta go, Platy Mike, right? He's a favorite. Oh no, sorry, I'm retarded. Um, I don't like to say that word. I'm stupid. Yeah, you mortal lock Perry. All right, I'm gonna put it down here for you. Send. Underdog lock, give me. Ah, uh, it's either. I mean, I think who. I know what you're doing. It's either I mean, gonna be Royville or, or Wright. It's gonna be one of the two. Oh, you're not going Shogun. You're not going with the class. You're not sticking with. Uh, <laughs> nah, bro. You're not playing. Yeah. I got to keep the strap. A legend's uh, got to die eventually, bro. <laughs> yeah, not, oh, right, not yet, though. Um, I'm going to go Royvelle for my. Be a dog. Lot. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. All right. All right, so I got Figgy from my send him home. I've got Platy Mike as my mortal, and I got Brandon Ravel as my underdog lock. Be a dog. All right. No cats. Yeah, right. Um, God, y'all are going to give me so much shit for this. Valentina's my mortal lock. All right, for those listening, me and Dev have been going back and forth. And I've 100% been calling his move as making a minus 1300 your mortal lock pussy. But hey, right is what it is. No, I mean, I mean, I said that I was going to do it so you wouldn't, but I'm not going to be a pussy. Like, Jesus. I'll win. It's like, so did you hear the new, um, oh my God, what's his name? Um, guy that Tyson Fury beat, knocked him out. Uh, Ruiz? No. I mean, not Ruiz. You say Anthony uh, Joshua or Tyson Fury? Well, Tyson Fury, the guy. Deontay Wilder. 
Yeah, duh, Wilder. So now he's saying that um, after his 10th his excuse is now that Tyson Fury's fingernails are what scratched his ear and made his ear bleed through the glove. Oh, God. That's Bro. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time talking about that. You got to take your L right. and move on, bro. Yeah, just take it and go, bro. Him and Trump need to get on a bus together. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so uh, Shevchenko is my mortal lock. Damn, my underdog. You were I, I was really wanting um, I was really wanting to do Roy Bell, but I have to split with you on it. I mean, we could do the same. Um, hey, I can appreciate your integrity for not not uh, taking my underdog lock. I can appreciate it. Send also, them. Just send them home. That's gonna be Lewis Cosi. Send them home. Send them home early. That's a that's a. Hmm. It's a smart send them home. A guy that's got seven first round finishes. I'm yeah. really. I mean, it's just. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um. If I hold on to this strap after your chalky fucking picks. I got some dogs here. I got one, two, three. I got three. You got one, two. You got three. All right. I mean, <laughs> for one, I mean, just the Anton- Shevchenko being your mortal and then the guy who's 7-0 with seven knockouts making him your send him home. Like, all right. All right. Hey, bro, that's cool. Who's your who's your, uh, who's your your dog of the night? Um. I'm not going to go Ravel. I'm not going to copy you. I am going to go with... I'm going to take the easy... Oh, no, actually, no. I'm ready to hear this one. I'm just trying to go with our point system here because we're split on Shevchenko, Ariana Lipsky. We're both on Jordan Wright. Um, if I go Jordan Wright, I get one point. If I go Lipsky, I get three. I'm going Lipsky. I'm What is she? I'm wondering how you figure that. I would get the underdog point. Yeah. And then I would get my underdog lock point as well. Well, your your underdog of the night has to be an underdog. She is. She's a plus 140. What's Jordan Wright? Plus 205. Okay. Okay. So you get three with Jordan Wright is what you mean? Yeah. Okay, I got you. Okay. That might have been what you said. I might have just misheard you. But okay. All right, so UD, lock. I got him everything written down, man. Um, we're going to go. We went fucking long. We went for an hour and a half. Brian's going to be pissed. He's probably not even going to listen to this back. Well, he probably will. He's going to have time on his hands. Um, thanks, guys. Tune in. Um, follow me on social media, Dev Goes Fishing on Instagram, the MMA Fish Guy on Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. Um, listen to MMA Takes Podcast. Tim, any last words? You're the champ. Well... The champ is still here right now. Dev's got some really good picks, so definitely uh, tune in UFC 255. It's a pay-per-view card, and this is a well worth it pay-per-view card, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm, I'm. There's a lot of pay-per-views that I regret buying. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna buy it because I love this shit, but it's not worth it. I think this card is every bit worth it. Um, you know, from the from the early prelims to the main event, it's a pretty solid card. So, um, you know. Follow me on Twitter, Temptatious10. Follow me on Instagram, tmitchell757. Dev, I appreciate your time, brother. Thanks for your Talk time, man. I appreciate it. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo!
escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.